Day and welcome to another episode of Live Till 5. It's Friday, February 15th, 3.05 p.m. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin, broadcasting high atop the campus of Harvest Ministries from the worldwide headquarters of KHMG 88.1 FM Harvest Family Radio. Glad to have you with us on this Friday, February 15th afternoon for our live local talk and variety program, hoping to entertain you a little bit inform you, edify you, and build you up in your Christian walk, and just give you a nice little alternative on this Friday afternoon as you're driving about. Maybe you're picking your kids up from school right now, waiting in car lines somewhere. Bless you as you patiently wait and resist the urge to honk at people. Make sure to observe all traffic safety rules. Maybe you're heading home from work. It's been a long week, and now you get a nice long weekend, maybe even a three-day weekend with Monday being a day off for many people. Congratulations. Maybe you're still at work and you're listening at your computer, at your desk, through khmg.org, khmg.org. You can listen to the stream of our radio broadcast through your computer, if you have the internet hooked up to it, khmg.org. Just click on the listen button and you'll be able to listen to a beautiful stream of our broadcast, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can also listen through different downloadable apps to internet-enabled devices like smartphones and tablets. TuneIn is a very popular app that people use for that, and it works really well. And I believe TuneIn, you can even like pause the show if you need to step away from the broadcast for a minute. But if you miss part of the show, you can also tune in Saturdays from noon to 2 and Sunday nights from 7 to 9 p.m. where you catch us on the rebound. We rebroadcast the show both hours of it, all two hours of it, in its entirety, 7 to 9 p.m. on Sunday nights, noon to 2 on Saturday afternoons, and we do that because we know many people cannot listen to two straight hours of radio. Now, there are a few of you, you keep the radio on basically 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That's great. Then you never have to worry about missing anything. You never have to tune your radio back in. It's always just ready to go. But for many people, you're in and out of the house or you're you're not near the radio. You're in and out of your car a lot. And you're just going to catch little snippets of the show here and there. That's great. We, we want to accommodate all the above. Now, if you are a podcast person, go to khmg.org and download the podcast of this show. And you can listen to it at your leisure. Within a few hours of the completion of this show, so a little bit after 5 p.m. tonight, maybe by 7 p.m., Chris Harper will already have this show edited and uploaded and you can download the podcast. So... If you follow us on Facebook, Harvest Family Radio Guam, follow us. You'll get updates anytime the staff here uploads new podcasts. And we have podcasts on our website, khmg.org, not just of this show, but many other great programs they produce here locally in studio. So I'd encourage you to check us out, khmg.org. Let us know you're listening through Facebook, Harvest Family Radio Guam, all of the above. Now, 
Before I get into the rest of the show, let me just make an announcement. As of Friday afternoon, December, sorry, December, February 15th, Department of Agriculture takes proactive steps in fire prevention for immediate release February 15th, 2019. Hagat Guam, the Department of Agriculture, Forestry, and Soil Resource Division, is taking proactive steps to secure public safety this fire season. The Forestry Division is temporarily staging two 275-gallon water tanks on Turner Road to support wildland fire operations this dry season. The tanks will be removed upon the onset of rainy season. Turner Road is a strategic site as it sits on the ridgeline that bisects the point between where wildfires burn uphill from the old landfill in Ordot towards Massa Reservoir, Masso Reservoir and the community of Petey. The Department of Agriculture is working in partnership with Mount Tenjo Neighborhood Association, the Guam Fire Department, and the mayor's offices of both Assen and Petey. We encourage our community to be safe this dry season. Remember, don't burn Guam. For more inquiries, you can contact the Cooperative Fire Protection Program Manager, 300-7977 or 300-7975. A little public service announcement. We'll probably mention that in the second hour again. I got this fax this week. We don't really have a fax machine anymore. We have a photocopier from Xerox that produces faxes in an email form, but uh, this is from the Max Fax week of February 11th, 2019. A couple things that happened this week, looking back. Monday the 11th was Get Out Your Guitar Day, and uh, this fax... Uh, has a quote from guitarfella.com. Is the guitar in the corner of your house collecting dust? Take it out for a jam session. You may not break the world record of 114 hours, 6 minutes, and 30 seconds, but a few minutes will bring back old memories. Can you imagine playing the guitar for 114 hours straight? Wow. Uh, on the 12th, Tuesday, the beloved U.S. President Abraham Lincoln's birthday... His nickname was Honest Abe. He was the tallest president, six foot four. President Donald Trump is six foot three. He stored letters and important documents in his stovepipe hat. So when he wore that big hat, sometimes he had he had baggage in there. He didn't have a middle name. Lincoln's cat ate at the White House dinner table. He was the first president with a beard, and his coffin has been opened five times probably just to make sure that he really was the one put in the coffin. I watched one documentary about that. The 13th was World Radio Day. Uh, Let's see here. 90% of 18 to 34-year-olds are predicted to listen to 80 minutes of radio a week, according to this stat from AmbassadorAdvertising.com. And Thursday, yesterday, if you're listening to the live broadcast, Thursday was Valentine's Day. Let's see here. While Sweetheart's Candies took a year off from shopping shelves, you know that that happened. We mentioned that earlier in a previous episode. Jelly Bellies and Krispy Kreme Donuts stepped in to save the day. Both companies came out with fun conversational products through the holiday. And today, the 15th, is Single Awareness Day. Valentine's Day isn't a day for everyone, especially singles. On this day, many people wear green since it's the complementary opposite of red. You may be so overseeing reds and pinks that you consider a trip to Brazil where Valentine's Day isn't celebrated until June. So there you go with that. And then, of course, I have some observances. 
provided to me by none other than Bob the Librarian slash Registrar. Thank you very much, Bob. The month of February is, to name a few, National Embroidery Month, Fiber Focus Month, Fondue Month. When I was a kid in the 1970s, fondue was a big deal. Then it totally disappeared. Then it came back about 15 years ago, and now it's kind of going away again. Grapefruit Month is this month. Heart Healthy Month, Hot Breakfast Month, Laugh Friendly, Mend a Broken Heart, Parent Leadership, Patient Recognition, Pet Dental Health Care, Prevent a Litter, like get your cats spayed and neutered, I think, Senior Independence, Snack Food, Sweet Potato, and Therapeutic Recreation Month, to name a few. Those are all February observances. Then starting today, the 15th, some weekly observances. It's date week. Not date like Valentine's date, although that was this past week. But date fruit, like dates, like figs and nuts and dates. Yeah, date fruit week starts today. Great Backyard Bird Count starts today for the weekend. Entrepreneurship Weekend starts tomorrow. Build a Better Trade Show Image Week starts Sunday. Engineers Week starts Sunday. Uh, The Future Farmers of America Week starts on Sunday as well. Brotherhood, Sisterhood Week, Random Acts of Kindness, those all start on Sunday. Bird Health Awareness is Monday, begins for a whole week of that. Disabilities Week, Learning Disabilities Week. Through with the Chew starts on the 18th. American Camp Week starts the 19th. It's really not a whole week, it's only four days. Kitchen and Bath Show Week, 19th through the 21st. Brickenbrier Race is the 20th through the 24th. And the Texas Cowboy Poetry Gathering is the 22nd and the 23rd. Hey, that's uh, next weekend. We've talked about that before on the show. The 15th today is, uh, let's see here, International Angel Man Day, Childhood Cancer Awareness Day, Caregiver's Day, National Gumdrop Day, National Hippo Day, uh, remember the Maine, you know, the USS Maine, remember the Maine Day, Susan B. Anthony Day, and World Information Architecture Day. Tomorrow, the 16th, do a grouch a favor. So if you have someone come and offer to do you a favor, they're calling you a grouch, just so you know. Still take the favor, but try not to get offended. Uh, let's see here. Innovation Day. Kyoto Protocol Day, Almond Day, and World Whale Day is the 16th, 17th, Analog to Digital TV Day, Champion Crab Races Day, the Daytona 500 is the 17th, National Indian Pudding Day, PTA Founders Day, Random Acts of Kindness Day, and Human World, World Human Spirit Day, the 18th, Cow Milked While Flying in an Airplane Day, That sounds like a very small, hard-to-celebrate observance. Eat ice cream for breakfast day, uh, battery day, hate Florida day, Pluto day, and President's Day is the 18th. The 19th, Best Friends Day, and Coast Guard Reserve birthday, Iwo Jima day, National Chocolate Mint day, National Lashes day, Single Tasking day, Travel Africa day. Uh, let's see here. And then the 20th, Clean Out Your Bookcase Day, Love Your Pet Day, Cherry Pie Day. Uh, let's see here. 
Hemisphere Hoodie Who Day and World Day for Social Justice in the 21st next Thursday, Card Reading Day, Discover, uh, let's see, Discover Girl Day, International Mother Language Day, Internet Introduce a Girl to Engineering Day, Grain Free Day, Sticky Bun Day, kind of ironic that those are both on the same day, and the Great American Spit Out. It must be a non-chewing tobacco thing because that's a weekly observance and a daily observance. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to take a short break for Harvest Highlights, then we come back. Lawrence Nagengast, Sebastian Basildua, Chris Harper, myself, with some Stranger Than Fiction articles, some stories, a quiz with Sebastian, a little This Day in History with Lawrence, What's in My Coffee, as the baristas in the hub are preparing our drinks, and more with me, Jared Baldwin, your host on this episode 303 on this Friday, February 15th, 2019. We're going to be talking about the Harvest 5K as well. 3.17 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios, back after a short break. With a little more live till five, episode three hundred and three on this Friday, February fifteenth, twenty nineteen, three twenty four p.m. here at the KHMG Studios. Glad to have you with us today. Tomorrow morning, February sixteenth, is the Harvest two K and five K. It's a big deal around here. Kind of all hands on deck. And we have some great sponsors that have helped make this year's Harvest five K extra special. And I'm going to read through the sponsors. And I'm also going to tell you all the swell prizes we're giving away. So, not only do we have some really awesome dry fit shirts, which I think are some of the best looking shirts of any 5K and 2K on Guam, but uh, we have special thanks to Luen Fung, Guam ENT, and Bank of Guam. Really very appreciative of their generosity. Alliance Metals Specialties, also known as AMS, American Printing, Archway, Inc., ASC Trust, Asia 360, Dole, Hawaii, Bank of Guam, First Hawaiian Bank, Guam Waste Control, Inc., Guam Urology, Hotel Nico, Hydro Clean, Ideal Vision Center, Jamaican Grill, Johnstone Supply, Lucky Supply, McDonald's, MedFarm, Micronesian Divers Association, One Stop Travel, Taniguchi Ruth, Macchio Architects, TechRite Builders, the Americana Suppliers, VMB, International Trading Company, Winter Express, and Xerox. All generous donors to this year's 5K. We also have another one. The Carpet Store. The Carpet Store donated the use of their trailer. And they have been a generous, helpful sponsor behind the scenes of this 5K. And uh, some great people over there. Eric over there at the carpet store. You can contact them, 646-1571. But just want to say a special shout-out to them uh, for really helping us. We couldn't do the event tomorrow morning without the carpet store's help, so we really do appreciate that. Now, we're giving away quite a few great prizes as well. Umbrellas, not just dinky little umbrellas. These are like big golf umbrellas. Shirley's gift cards, K2 
KFC gift cards, Chili's gift cards. Uh, let's see here. Xerox giving 100 prints away. $50 Hotel Nico gift cards. $100 Payless gift cards. HydroClean uh, two units. They'll, they'll clean your air cons, I believe that is. One boat dive and two adult passes to Underwater World. Um, two boat dive combinations. Personal trainer package. An Apple Watch. A $500 United Airlines voucher. And a TV. A television. It's a 18-inch black and white with a VCR that doesn't work. But it is a television. No, I'm just kidding. It's a nice flat screen. High def television. But a lot of great prizes there, and uh, I'll mention these again in the second hour. And we do appreciate all our fine sponsors. They really are making it possible for us to have a great event. The funds that we raise through this, and we're hoping to have well over 1,000 people participating. Showtime, 5 o'clock. Go time, 6 o'clock. Park over by the Guam Museum because the parking lot will be blocked off in the area that we're having the 5K down at Paseo. So down in the Hagatnya Boat Basin area at Paseo, you can't miss us, but they also will not let you park in the parking area. So you need to park across the street near the Guam Museum or that area somewhere. Uh, it'll be much easier for you also when you're done. If you need to go, you won't be uh, blocked by all the law enforcement and people like that. But 5Ks are a lot of fun. Came across some funny quotes. I'll share some in the second hour as well, but... Charles Schultz, the creator and artist behind Peanuts, um, you know, Charlie Brown, Snoopy. He said this, jogging is very beneficial. It's good for your legs and good for your feet. It's also very good for the ground. It makes it feel needed. Here's another. Gabrielle Zevin said this. There are many challenges to long distance running, but one of the greatest is the question of where to put one's house keys. That's always been an issue for runners. Let's see here. Don Cardong said this about running. If you run 100 miles a week, you can eat anything you want. Why? Because A, you'll burn all the calories you consume. B, you deserve it. And C, you'll be injured soon and back on the restricted diet anyway. Good point. Good point. Haven't run 100 miles in a week before. Baron Hansen said this. Life is short. Running makes it seem longer. Yep, I can relate to that. Marty Stern said this, if the hill has its own name, then it probably is a pretty tough hill. And Victoria Wood said this, jogging is for people who aren't intelligent enough to watch TV. Ouch. Probably uh, a lot of truth, a lot of wisdom there. And you know what? I think we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about what's in my coffee. We just had some delicious looking drinks delivered to us by The Hub. It's not too late for you to stop by the Hub, by the way. They're open for 28 more minutes. Hebrews Worldwide Coffee Shop and Bookstore, located on the first floor of the three-story building here at the Harvest Ministries campus, directly below KHMG. So I encourage you to stop by there if you have a hankering for something tasty or caffeinated. Say hi to the nice people. Tell them that you heard about it on the radio, by the way. And we are going to take a short break. It's 3.30 p.m. on this Friday, February 15th. Episode 303. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host, back after this.
And we're back with a little more Live Till 5. It's Friday, February 15th, 3.36 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios. Glad to have you with us today as we get ready to enjoy some delectable-looking drinks. I can't say they're delectable yet because uh, I haven't actually tasted it, but um, the track record is very strong for the drinks we've gotten from the Hub. The only time I've not had a great drink from the Hub was something where it was already experimental experimental in nature anyway. Yes. It wasn't a standard fare. It was like, you know, they were mixing turpentine and seltzer and... Yeah, turpentine. You know, uh, yeah. It's like... I think there was... Paint, uh, paint remover. Epsom salts and all kinds of... Yeah, stuff that was the one. Yeah, and that was my least favorite. They could have been trying to poison you. <laughs> Say that again. Oh, well, I just said they could have been trying to poison you. Yeah, well, uh, that's what I felt like that day. But uh, yeah, we won't we won't focus on the negative. We'll focus on the positive because the negative is the anomaly. It's the outlier. The positive is I think you got to stir that one up, Sebastian, because it's darker in yeah, the I'm bottom than that. it is, yeah. and it's not as cold probably in the bottom because no. it separates like that. Yeah. yeah, don't just start guzzling it down like you sometimes do. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and stir that. Gone. Up. There you go. My favorite. Word guzzling down. Well, we do have these drinks, and while they're fresh, uh, Lawrence is not going to be able to make it up here. He is very busy, so we're just going to go straight into this segment, which is brought to us by The Hub, one of the best little coffee shops on Guam, offering an endless variety of coffees and teas and baked goods. Their muffins, by the way, uh, pound for pound, are the best value. It is a huge muffin. The, The muffin top on those muffins is like a second muffin. It's a mu- it's a muffin on top of a muffin. Like you'll gain a pound. Every yes, time you that eat a muffin? too. Yes, okay. yes. You I, will. I like how you use like boxing lingo yep. to, to to describe yep. the, the fatty foods. I walked in there and I floated <laughs> like a butterfly and yeah. walked out pound uh, for pound, pound for best. pound. You know uh, uh, what what do they call it when you're you're fighting above? You're punching above your weight. Yeah. You know, there's all kinds of good terms there. Above your weight. So it's a, a marvelous. It's a marvelous Marvin Hagler muffin. So anyway, <laughs> hey, um, I'll go first. I have a hot drink here, and I could smell when they first brought it in. And as I as I crack the lid open, I can tell it's something chocolatey and coffee like. Ooh. Mm. Okay. Um. I'm baffled. Hold on. Um. Um. Hmm. Hmm. Ah! <laughs> it's got mint in it. Mint. <laughs> so it's a chocolate mocha with mint, but not. Ooh, boy! It tastes <sighs> spearminty. Not just mint, you know, like mint chocolate, but like a spearmint mint, like a like mint leaves. That have been hand crushed in a mortar and pestle, and then hand crushed. The yes, with the like by hand mortar in a mortar and, and pestle. pestle, and then you don't know a mortar and pestle. They're crushing yes. your hand in the mortar, and then okay. and then the essence of the mint leaf was extracted, mixed with a little of that harakuja oil. Oh, and dripped ever so gently into this. Uh, Mocha. I think this is a mint mocha. Is what I'm going to go. I've never for. in my life heard of harakuja oil, but it sounds. It's great. a. It's a thing. It's a real <laughs> thing. It might be maracuja oil. Oh, okay. It might. It's hair. I think it's. I think it's maracuja oil. Now that you say that, it's very I, rejuvenating. I, sometimes I hope that people 
that are just tuning in aren't taking everything seriously. That well, said. we do need fact checkers, and we are yeah. taking uh, applications yeah. if anyone's interested. Yes. Yeah. So the, the whole listening audience is really fact checking. It's part of the game. It's it's a big game. Yeah. Like is is it true? That's what we're going to call this whole segment for two hours. Yeah. Is it true? So anyway, I think this is a minty chocolatey mocha. I think it's a mint chocolate mocha. So, oh. and I don't know about Harakuja oil or Maracuja oil. Um, Sebastian, you have a puzzled look on your face. Mochas can be iced, right? Like yes. That's, okay. So, I think it's some sort of mocha. It's um, it, it, it's it's in a clear container, and it looks chocolatey. Like at first, I was expecting some chocolate in here, um, and I think there is some chocolate, but I think it also is like a hazelnut taste to it. Mm. So maybe it's in like a iced. Hazelnut chocolate mocha, mm. I believe. I, I, I'm using all the words I know. I'm exhausting the... <laughs> That's mm, all the words the you vote, know? The vote, the, wow. I'm exhausting my dictionary as far as... Wow. And, and the coffee category. There's no maracuja goes. oil in there. Is there? <laughs> yeah, maracuja oil <laughs> is a superior emollient-rich in vitamin C, calcium, and phosphorus. The high content of essential fatty acids and light texture of maracuja helps to heal dry, chapped, and cracked skin, balances the moisture in skin, and conditions hair as well. Right. Also tastes good in mint mochas. Should you drink it? I don't know. We we'll see. Uh, that's a, it's, it's an essential oil. Good for... It's a vegan face oil. Uh, a vegan face oil? Yes. Oh, that sounds... That's way out of my yep. territory right it, there. The fact that I know what maracuja oil is, yeah. there's at least one listener out there that's like, hmm, wow, Pastor Jared wow. knows his essential oils. Yeah. Yes, maracuja. It's it's the it's the in thing, right? It's very in. It's so in. Oh no! I just don't know if it's in my drink or not, but it is in in. Wow. So, uh, Chris, how about yours? <laughs> this this drink is great, by the way. Okay, it's hot. Looks hot. It's a hot drink, and it's one of those. Sometimes they just nail the balance of the sweetness and the kind mm-hmm. of um, coffee taste. So it's a sweetness and a coffee taste, and it's it's perfect as far as the balance is concerned. And I think there might either be caramel or it almost tastes like, what did you say yours tasted like? Hazelnut. Hazelnut. hazelnut? Maybe even something like hazelnut. Mm. I, I can't quite tell what the sweetness is. Hazelnut. But it tastes... It tastes great. I, I doubt there's any maracuja oil in there, but, but <laughs> you I never mean, know. It, does your skin feel more supple? Are your wrinkles I vanishing? Even, <laughs> I wouldn't even want to start down that trail. But the uh, this Sebastian's drink, beard looks more full and shiny. His coat I is shiny. No, I think he's I think he's trimmed it a little bit. Yeah, that's yeah. true too. I've trimmed it yeah. right before I got on the show. Wow. Just kidding. You know. <laughs> yeah, but this is, whatever this is, this is a great drink. So well, I might order this one again. Let's, let's if they figure get out the what it is. balance right again. Yeah. Because sometimes, not every time, sometimes you can get a drink and the balance is yep. a little different. Yep. And it throws you off. Yep, that's right. Uh, loss of balance can lead to death in some situations. Yep. Okay, so um, <laughs> I have drink number two. It's the mint mocha. Great. Called it. Uh, who has number drink number one? That's a mystery, isn't it? That must be what the one mystery. that's still here. Who has number three? I have number three. You have the German Wonder. It's the what? German Wonder if you're from the States, Wonder? but it's the German Wonder. The Deutsch Wonder. That sounds great. I don't know what's it's in it. It's caramel, coconut, and chocolate. Oh, coconut. It's like a German that's chocolate cake. That's. Ooh. Well, I'll tell you what. It's good. It's wow. really good. Awesome. And it's yeah. not too sweet. You would think. 
by the description of that, I probably yep. would be led not to order it mm-hmm. because I would think it was too sweet. But it actually isn't. It's it's really it's really good. Yeah. Well, it's the uh, German Wunder. Also, I, I have number one. Should be one. good. That was you mis- have number one? You have the Raspberry yeah. Mocha. Oh, Raspberry. That's what it is. Yeah. N- nothing like hazelnut, actually. Oh, <laughs> uh, yep. Well... But I it throws you off. Like but you can kind of see it has a hint of red when you stirred it up. It has a, a it just does. a tinge oh, of red I just to it. Cut my lip or something, and and the one that it. Lawrence is going to get um, when he's done being a principal here in a few minutes is the turtle mocha. It's oh. caramel and chocolate. So it's um, like the German Wunder, except for it doesn't have coconut. Why is it a German Wunder? I don't. Maybe because German chocolate cake has the caramel that's, coconut that's icing. What the, yep, that's what it is. Yes, and it's really oh, good. I tell you what, it's a. It's great. That's great. And I have the mint mocha. Whether or not they use maracuja oil, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's even right to use a vegan face oil for distributing mint. It it might not be. It might not be. Somebody out there is saying. They might not have even used the mortar and pestle for the. uh, You know know. what happened? They got to their destination. They heard you say that the coffee shop puts maracuja oil in there. They're the only one who knows yeah. that that'll kill you. Yeah. And then they then they got to their destination. They got out, and they're just left thinking that there's they didn't hear the rest of there. the story. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's wow. Not they're great. just gonna be looking at the paper tomorrow to see how many people yeah. were, were poisoned yeah. by that. I don't know if that's true either. It, it could if it heals your outside, couldn't it heal your inside? I mean, oh wow, that's that's yeah, logical. That's, there's some there's what some if, flaws with that one. What if you? What if you? Yeah, I mean. We'll do a little more research on that. Yo, we'll do yeah. a little more research we'll Google on that. It. So now, speaking of research, Sebastian has been feverishly researching for this next segment. Yes, it's quiz time on a topic that is uh, very fun. Classical music. But classical music itself is very hard to write a quiz about because most of the time you're not really going to know many of the words. At least that's how it was for me when I was researching. I didn't know many of the words. <laughs> that might not be an extraordinary. Chris has been in the music but... business for a long time, so he, ever since classical was pop. Yeah, <laughs> been in that long. Yeah, <laughs> very few people know I'm that old. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, so there's a song later that uh, we might share, uh, and it's by Mozart. And so I decided to do a quiz on Mozart, and. So your knowledge on Mozart's going to be okay. tested here. Right. I will need a pen though because I need to Here you go. And to record the score between these two brains. All right. Chris versus Now we have Jared. a lot of classical classical music <sighs> listeners and if I mess up. that also are what I would categorize as super fans of the show. They're yeah. not just fans, but they're super fans. Yeah. They know the classical music. And so this quiz they're going to be playing along at home to see if they can beat the master, Chris, and the submaster, Jared. Oh, nothing about it. All right. Well, you better. They don't know that. Uh, get ready. And okay. Here Listeners we go. at home, see if you can beat, see if you can beat, beat the house on this one. Now, now that you said that, now I, if I mix up Mozart and Beethoven or something, yeah, I'm going to look like a fool. Okay. Yeah. Well, well actually, even then. Um, I was corrected by my. On wife the radio, that, you only sound like a fool, which is a blessing in disguise. That's true. You sound. You, know, like, you don't have to look Mozart, like a fool. I don't know if Mozart actually. Well, te- there's actually a specific period you have to have composed music to be considered actually 
Baroque. Classical. Yes. Yeah, and who decided that? Apparently, there was a vote at some point. I I wasn't present for the vote. It was right between that classical to pop transition. It was really (laughs) an awkward time. (laughs) They they took a vote on it. Yep. Yep. Yes. So, this is a quiz about Mozart. Question number one. What age did Mozart complete his first... what, What age did Mozart compose his first complete symphony? What age? Yes. Eight... 10, 12, or 14. How old was he? I'm going to choose to think he was particularly um, genius. And I'm going to say eight. I mean, I don't know, but I'm just... First complete symphony. Yep. I'm going to say 10. The correct answer is eight years old. Wow. That's that's pretty amazing. That is amazing. All you eight-year-olds out there riding home from church right now or heading home from school, listen. Let's pick up the slide. You need to step it up a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, all mom is asking you to do is get your room picked up this weekend, do your laundry, wash the dog. Mozart already had a complete symphony written, and you are just trying to beat... The 17th level of Fire Emblem 3 or some other <laughs> Nintendo or Switch game. Or you're eating paste or, or something you're, like yeah, that. Yeah, you're eating glue. I mean, yeah. come on. You're licking envelopes for fun. That's, that's just, you're yeah. so far off of where you get, should be. Get to work on that symphony. Come on. All right. Come try on. it. Try it. Don't you know success is measured by how many symphonies you can compose? That's true. Right. That's right. <laughs> or how many episodes of a radio program you have. Chris has like 3,000. <laughs> I have 303, you know, enough said. (laughs) Quality. It's about quality, not quantity. Uh, Or it could be about quality and quantity. Okay, anyway, let's move Uh, right right, on. All right, next question. Chris is winning, 1-0. Which of these is an opera by Mozart? For Elise or... uh, For Elise. For Elise, Elise, yeah. King Stephen, Zer Namensphere, or Don Giovanni? No. Hmm. Um, mm. What's the second one? King Stephen. King Stephen. It's PH, um, uh, by the way. Sounds, <laughs> that's my son's name. Yeah. For that reason, I'm going to pick that one. King Stephen? I don't think Fur Elise is. Fur Elise hey, is the song that a I lot of people's um, Casio wristwatches from the 1980s played right. as the uh, alarm. Or the first song, one of the first the songs you sleeves. learn. Yeah, on, it's one of the first songs you learn in piano. piano. Yep. Uh, you can play it on the recorder. Okay, uh, it's, I, I disagree. I don't think it's Furlease or King Stephen. I would love to hear you pronounce again number <laughs> letter C, please. I was just kind of... All right, Zer Namensphere. I don't, I don't know. I don't that. think it's that. Yeah. Uh, okay. I just want to hear you say it. I think it's... <laughs> I know that Don Giovanni is an opera. Yeah. What I don't know is if it was Mozart, but he liked to dabble. He liked to dabble. He didn't just do German. He did Italian. He did all these different, you know, he was a dabbler, right? Kind of Was he? He was a dabbler. If he lived in 2019, he would have a live Friday afternoon show. What? Yeah. He'd be dabbling away. Yeah. I think it was Don Giovanni. Don Giovanni, final answer. <sighs> final answer locked in. Mm-hmm. All right. Don Giovanni it is. Wow. It's an opera with two acts. It is said to blend comedy along with melodrama. It appears yeah. as number seven on Opera America's list of the 20 most performed operas in North America. Yep. I think that's the one where the devil comes and gets the guy at the end or something. So anyway. <laughs> yep. Okay. All right. One to one. All right. Tied game here. Question number three. Many 
speculations were made on how possibly Mozart could have died, which of the following reasons is the widely accepted one? Suicide, influenza, poisoning, or rheumatic fever? Wow, this is a happy note. Sorry. Um, Got to make up for Lawrence not being here. Yeah, he usually (laughs) brings the sadness. This is Mozart? Yes. Hmm. How did he die? Because he is dead. Yeah, Mm. thank you. (laughs) Being one of his contemporaries, I knew that. Um, Maybe poisoning? Uh, Suicide is a very tempting option. Because very, very talented, extra talented, yeah. genius people mm-hmm. are often plagued uh, with. Probed with yeah. uh, I don't know what I just said, probed. probed? But uh, they, they often have that yeah. issue. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Struggle with the issue of depression and things of that. So nature. are you going to say suicide? No, no. I, I'm going to go with poisoning. It's a more poisoning. glamorous option. Okay. All right. I'm going to say rheumatic fever. Okay. Cool. Rheumatic fever is correct. Oh, wow. It is a, and if you don't know, it is a disease that can affect the heart, joints, and brain and skin. Uh, it can develop if strep throat and scarlet fever infections are not treated properly. Yep, it can hit the heart. Yes. Thankfully, it can be cured by maracuja oil. Maracuja oil. <laughs> you, 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 what, you apply it liberally yeah. by rubbing it in the palm of your hand with your it's, fingertips. Okay, really, all right. Okay, next we question. really need to get a doctor Most on the show are, to correct all this stuff. Yeah. We have, we know a doctor. All right. Yeah. Mozart played many instruments and also sang, but of these, which instrument did he not play? The spinet? Is it S P? Spinet. Spinet. Is that spinet? Okay. Carols at the spinet. We need a little Christmas right this very minute. Candles at the window. Carols at the spinet. It's a choink 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 piano. Oh. Oh. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. So the the spinet. The violin, the clarinet, or the flute? Which one did he not play? Oh, boy. Spinet, violin, clarinet, or flute? I'd say clarinet. Doesn't seem quite right for... Yeah, clarinet does sound kind of weird. I'm going to also say clarinet. You guys are both wrong. He hated the flute. His favorite instrument being the clarinet. Even (laughs) though he wrote the magic flute... The magic, the magic flute was one of his songs, I believe. Oh, the magic yeah. flute! Yeah, the magic flute. Oh, he hated it though. Yep. He hated. He it. also played the harpsichord and the viola. Hmm. So, all right. Uh, next question. We got two more to get through here before the yep. end of the hour. So, yep. All right. M- this is true or false. Mozart's final work was called Requiem, which means an act or token of remembrance, and he wrote this for himself. True or false? He wrote a requiem for himself. <clears throat> Seems poetic that he would do so. Yep. And I like that, so I'm going to go with it. I'm going to go true. It sounds good. It sounds poetic. <laughs> I'm going to say that although it could be true, could because be. there's a chance I'm wrong on this. Oh, yeah. I believe he wrote it for, chance, for royalty. I think he wrote the requiem for someone in royalty, so I'm going to say false. False is correct. And I actually have a story later that we can talk about. But uh, he died while composing um, this, the record for an un- unidentified beneficiary. Mm. Uh, one of the symptoms that he suffered from while writing the requiem was a fever. And this and the exhaustion may well have contributed to the idea that Mozart formed that he was writing his own requiem. So he, 
Like he thought he might be, but he's actually writing it for someone else. Yes. So, okay. but his prophecy turned out to be correct, and he died shortly before one in the morning of December fifth, seventeen ninety one. Wow. So yeah. So he didn't write it for himself intentionally. It was actually for someone else. He was. Hired. But it ended up being his record. Really? Yeah. Ended yeah. up being okay. okay. And then finally, last question: Where is Mozart buried today? Germany, in a England, France, no. or Austria? Germany, England, France, or Austria? Um, Austria. What's the score right now? Uh, three to one. So I could say Austria and block Chris either way, even if I don't think it's Austria, just to win. <laughs> but I don't want to be that kind of person. Now, I actually think it's Austria, but I don't want people to think I'm just saying Austria to be mean or to block Chris. So even though I think it's Austria, and that would ensure the win, I'm going to pick something that I think is wrong because I've been wrong and right before at the exact same time. Therefore, I'm going to say Germany. Germany is incorrect. (laughs) Vienna, Austria is the correct answer. Okay. He was almost bankrupt when he died and due to lack of funds was placed in an unmarked grave. History did not record its location. So we don't know actually where he's... We know the cemetery, but we don't know exactly where which grave he's in. So they built a monument there, but they don't know where exactly he's... Wow. Wow. Yeah. Huh. I guess it just goes to show you that, you know, you can't take it with you. It's not like they buried him with his uh, piano and spinet and clarinet. (laughs) Or else then they could just do one of those like ground radar things. Look for the clarinet and the spinet. Yeah. And the violin. Okay, so what was the final score there? Final score, Chris, two, Jared, three. I'm making a comeback. Chris has been winning uh, the last couple weeks, and so it's my time is coming. I, I see the my, sun is rising. My extensive, extensive knowledge of classical music, which amounts I'm, to basically nothing. Well, you know, you've I, been in the biz a long time, and that's yeah, a lot of classical music. classical music biz. But. So, all right. Well, uh, Sebastian, thanks for preparing the quiz. We're going to take a short break for SRN News, and when we come back... I might talk a little bit about the little story Sebastian has, as well as I want to talk about the Gideons a little bit and the 5K and different racing statistics and some funny racing quotes as well. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host, episode 303 on Friday, February 15th, 2019, here at the KHMG Studios. KHMG 88.1 FM Harvest Family Radio, Barragata Guam. Thank you for listening to Live Till 5, a second hour coming up after SRN News. With the second hour of Live Till 5, it's Friday, February 15th, 4.03 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios, broadcasting high atop the campus of Harvest Ministries from the worldwide headquarters of Harvest Family Radio, 88.1 FM, 
Barragata Guam. Glad to have you with us. Listen to a little Requiem. Uh, Mozart's last composed song. And you know what Mozart's been doing since he died? He's been decomposing. <laughs> we got that from uh, our listener Mimi and her husband and her chickens. All uh, kind of contributed to that that song. And they're really? active listeners. Well, they're all in the picture next to... So I wanted to give them oh, all credit. I, see, I didn't yeah. want to just only give one person. I wanted to share the love there. So, But yeah, so... Tell us a little about this song, Sebastian. Yeah. All right. So I was doing a lot of research because what brought it up was the the looking into how Christians should handle art and everything. And I thought this was a really good piece because when you translate the the Latin um, into the English, it's actually a very like very nice poem. Well, not nice, but as it's actually very epic and um, uh, yeah, it's talking about uh, judgment. But um, I thought it was a. a really well composed uh poem so, so tell us about it so this this piece was um it was it was uh a choral masterpiece whose genesis is shrouded in mystery one that makes the piece all the more fascinating and emotionally stirring mozart was not in the best state of mind when he received an anonymous commission to compose a requiem mass his health was deteriorating, and he believed he had been cursed to write a requiem as a swan song for himself mm. because he was sure he was about to die. Um, it was in early July 1791 that an unknown gray stranger turned up at the composer's door saying he represented someone who wanted a requiem from Mozart on the understanding that he did not seek to learn the identity of his patron. Spooked by the commission, Mozart threw himself obsessively into the work, but it was all too much. He was only able to complete the Requiem and Kyrie movements and managed to sketch the voice parts and bass lines for the the DS E-Ray through... I I can't speak the rest of the sentence. (laughs) To the Hostiets... I'm sure these musical terms mean something to someone. I don't actually Some know. Some of our listeners, terms. for sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's okay. Um, but Mozart died age 35 on December 5th. Before he could complete the work, payment had already been received, and Mozart's widow, uh, Constanz, feared that if the work was handed over incomplete, the patron would want his money back. Um, so she asked some of the uh, some of his students to finish it. and And Mozart even had... Uh, given detailed instruction about finishing it. Um, So, sorry. So, was the mysterious stranger Mozart's rival, Antonio Salieri? Um, I guess there's a film about this whole thing. Never heard uh, of him. um, Called Amadeus. um, And um, some people are throw out the the thought that maybe Mozart was poisoned by his rival and uh that's why oh. uh yeah I know that was, that was thus, one of the thus the poisoning yep. yes 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 you <laughs> had it you had it back there in the cockles of your mind right? but re- in reality it was um it was the son of a mayor of Vienna um and he had the reputation of of putting out other people's music and and uh putting it off as his own uh, so the Count was hoping to use Mozart's Requiem to com- com- commemorate his late wife, uh, Anna. It took a full decade before um, Constanz was able to persuade uh, everyone to, under- to acknowledge that Mozart was the true composer. So 
if that makes sense. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that that's that was uh, what I found about that. That was an article taken from uh, Classic FM. Um, and uh, do you have some of the lyrics of the song? Yeah. So the the lyrics, like I said. I, I was reading a, a book about how Christians should handle art, and that's why this whole thing was brought up. And uh, myself, I like to create things, and um, you see in the Bible, uh, David creating uh, like works of art, like poetry, and and you know he he liked to construct his own instruments. And I was just curious how we should be approaching art as Christians, and um, and uh, one one good uh, quote I, I read about it was how uh, when Dave, David composed a, a poem, um, he was saying that God was always there in the sense that he didn't care if anyone else saw what he was doing because he knew that God was knew what he was doing and that's all that mattered to him. So um, so if, you could, if you're doing your work with the thought of knowing that God is there, like is this, is this pleasing to God, then uh, that's what matters when it comes to the art that you do. So, so with that, um, I, I really like the lyrics to these. I thought that it tied together some of the some of the truth, but it's really talking about the uh, day of judgment, and uh, I don't fully uh, know this. This has a really deep history. This song does. Um, uh, well, actually, D.S. Eray was actually pulled from a poem, which we only hear a segment of that in D.S. Eray, but. Um, it's a, a very very long poem. And I'm not going to read it, but I, I just I just saw some interesting uh, uh, text in there that was translated from from the Latin that was originally written in into almost like the King James version language. Um, and it's talking about uh, day of wrath and doom impending. Uh, David's word with sibyls blending, heaven and earth and ashes ending. Um, oh, what fear man's bosom rendeth when from heaven the judge descendeth on whose sentence all dependeth which i thought like that that's yeah. like that's pretty epic yeah because it's like it's true everything you either trust in christ or you don't and it all depends on him and uh and there was what shall i frail man be pleading who for me be interceding when the just are mercy needing king of majesty tremendous who dost free salvation send us fount of pity then befriend us uh, with thy sheep a place provide me from the goats afar divide me to thy right hand do thou guide me uh, lo I kneel with heart submission see like ashes my contrition help me in my last condition it's just little segments and you know this was written so long ago um, and I can't fully know like exactly what that person might have implied or meant um, and so that's why it's always important to remember like you can't trust you know the works that are done the in, in art you always have to go back to the bible and what does the bible say because it could sound really great but it could also be very wrong <laughs> uh, very off in um truth so that's why i like it but once again we don't we're not supposed to really worship that it's more of just giving a proper opinion of god the the art that we uh, yeah work with so. beautiful song and uh, from the lyrics that you did read not knowing all of them you hope that mozart at the end of his life at 35 years young believed that god not only uh, was the judge but that he surrendered his life to christ yeah sometime in there don't know enough about his biography um i don't think he's known as a christian composer by any means so 
But very interesting. Uh, yeah, beautiful he, song. He did. He was. He did grow up kind of in, a, in like a Catholic um, background. It, and it, it, to note here, um, once again, Mozart did not write these lyrics. These were written even long before him. him. And a lot of this is taken from like Zephaniah and uh, and uh, was it. There's other text that talks about the Day of Judgment, but a lot of that was taken from that, and it's probably by some monks from even longer before his time. Wow, that the oh. lyrics were made. Well, that's the most classic bumper song I've ever had. <laughs> so thank you for sharing that. Appreciate that, yeah. and uh, good point about appreciating art in light of God's creation. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, I've got a number of things to share with you, including some stuff about the Gideons, some stranger than fiction stories. Something really cool that Focus on the Family is going to be doing with 4D ultrasounds. And uh, some talk about 5Ks and different world records there. And maybe a touch of the news in there somewhere. So, listeners, stick around. It's 4.12 p.m. on this Friday, February 15th. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host, Sebastian. Thank you very much for putting all the time in today. Quiz, the Requiem, all the above. And, Chris, thanks for being here as well. And, listeners, stick around. More live till 5 after this short break. with a little more live till 5, 4, 16 p.m. on this Friday, February 15th, episode 303 here at the KHMG Studios. Chris and I are still here in studio. Sebastian had to scoot out. Lawrence isn't going to make it today, but we're going to save his drink for him from the hub because we're good buddies that way. We, we take care of our own. So I have in front of me a public service announcement for immediate release on this Friday, February 15th from the Department of Agriculture. From Hagatnya, Guam, Department of Agriculture, Forestry, and Soil Resources Division is taking proactive steps to secure public safety this fire season. The Forestry Division is temporarily staging two 275-gallon water tanks on Turner Road to support wildland fire operations this dry season. The tanks will be removed upon the onset of rainy season. Turner Road is a strategic site as it sits on the ridgeline that bisects the point where wildfires burn uphill from the old landfill in Ordot towards Masso Reservoir and the community of Petey. The Department of Agriculture is working in partnership with the Mount Tinjo Neighborhood Association, the Guam Fire Department, and the Mayor's Office of both offices of both Assen and Petey. We encourage the community to be safe this dry season. Remember, don't burn Guam. More information, call 379-77 and talk to Christine Faharin uh, for more information. She's the Cooperative Fire Protection Program Manager. This is the time of year where if you're here at the Harvest Ministries campus and you look southward towards Mount Tenjo and Mount Alutam and all those down there uh, past basically Aganya Heights, you'll start to see smoke rising up off the hillsides, even over by Ordot, Chalampago area, uh, where you can see out to Leo Palace. You'll see black smoke rising. This last week I saw uh, smoke over a long stretch of land. And um, it's just grass fire season, so people need to be very careful and uh, not be burning unless it's in a approved, controlled way. Um, I also want to mention the 5K. If you're listening to the live show on Friday afternoon, 
there's still time to be ready to participate in the Harvest 5K. You can show up and pay at the 5K. Get your race number there. There's a 2K for children and a 5K for children and adults. We have some of the best shirts of any 5K or 2K on Guam. And we have some great sponsors. I just wanted to recognize some of our sponsors because they are really very helpful to us. This uh, 5K is to help us raise money to buy, and actually we've, we've already gotten in the process of purchasing some vans for transporting students. Uh, we transport students to sporting events, to art events, to fine arts events, like music competitions. We use the vans for transporting uh, children and adults for church activities, Bible college students uh, for activities around the island as well. So we use the vans for a lot of different things. And um, vans are very expensive. And so this 5K is actually helping us offset the cost to be able to buy a van. And uh, we're very grateful to AMS, Alliance Metal Specialties. They do uh, typhoon shutters and windows and things. American Printing, Archway, ASC, Asia 360, Dole, Hawaii. Bank of Guam, First Hawaiian Bank, Guahan Waste Control, Guam ENT, Guam Urology, Hotel Nico, Hydro Clean, Ideal Vision, Jamaican Grill, Johnstone Supply, Lucky Supply, Luenfeng Enterprises, McDonald's, Med Farm, Micronesian Divers Association, One Stop Travel, Taniguchi Ruth Macchio Architects, TechRite Builders Inc., The Americana Suppliers, VMB International Trading Company, Winners Enterprises, Xerox, and a special thank you to The Carpet Store. The Carpet Store is providing a much-needed piece of equipment, a a huge trailer for us that's going to allow us to transport um, all of our equipment down to the site and be able to use it uh, for staging, and we really appreciate The Carpet Store and um, their help. Also, Black Construction allowing us the use of their big circus tent. Um, That is a very generous donation as well. So thank you, Carpet Store and Black Construction as well. Kind of a special thank you to you. We do have a number of great prizes. So if you're on the fence, whether or not you want to get up early in the morning, 5 o'clock showtime, 6 o'clock go time for this 5K and 2K, just think, these are prizes that are just given away. So everyone is a winner because you get a T-shirt and you get all kinds of refreshments and you get the benefit of knowing that you got out and did something good for your own health, et cetera, et cetera. It's a lot of fun. You get to talk to a lot of people. If the weather's nice, it's just a beautiful little run. As the sun's coming up, you can see the ocean there. But uh, on top of that, we give away a lot of swell prizes, including some golf umbrellas, Shirley's gift cards, KFC gift cards, Chili's gift cards, Xerox 100 prints um, uh, certificates, Hotel Nico $50 gift cards, $100 Payless gift certificates, Hydro Clean gift cards, boat dives with uh, MDA and Underwater World passes, personal trainer package, an Apple Watch is one of the grand prizes, an Apple Watch. $500 United Airlines voucher. That right there might be worth getting up and enduring 2K or 5K. And a television. Now, the TV is an 18-inch black-and-white TV with a broken VCR that doesn't rewind, but it's a TV, and that is a swell prize. Nice. Yeah, I mean, it's vintage. Yeah. For about $100, you can get that thing fixed up, and you can play VHS tapes again. Used to be Mozart's. 
It was it, yeah. it was back when classical was cool. When he got all that extra money for the requiem, oh boy, he put it into he a was planning black and white TV. He was planning to fix the VCR, yeah. and uh, then he suddenly passed at the age of thirty five. Sadly, but no, it's it's a nice TV. I'm sure it's a flat screen of some sort. I don't have all the details on it, so I'm just imagining something portable. But no, okay. Anyway. Here's some funny quotes about running. Since we're talking about 5K and the theme today is really running races here. Rob D. Castella said, if you feel bad at 10 miles, you're in trouble. If you feel bad at 20 miles, you're normal. If you don't feel bad at 26.2 miles, you're abnormal. Uh, Bill Dellinger said this, good things come slow, especially in distance running. That's true. Comedian Jimmy Fallon said, how do you know if someone ran a marathon? Don't worry. They'll tell you. And that's the truth. I'm, I'm guilty that I ran a marathon. See, I'm actually proving it right here. Uh, Franklin Jones said this. The trouble with jogging is that by the time you realize you're not in shape for it, it's too far to walk back. And Marshall Brickman said this. I don't believe in jogging. It, it, it's extending your life, but by about the same amount of time that you spent jogging. So, you know, he's got a point. He's got a point. You spend 10,000 hours out jogging so you can extend your life by 10,000 hours. I don't know if that's a fair trade. No. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, And then finally, unknown. Someone wrote this, and I think this one's going to be appropriate tomorrow. A good run is like a cup of coffee. I'm much nicer after I've had one. See? So some people are just nicer after they've had their daily run. It's their stress it's their way of getting rid of stress and things like that. I came across an article today, and I thought this was very interesting. And I'm not sure if this has been covered on SRN News or not, but uh, it's that type of story. Um, let's see here. It is focus on the family to put live 4D ultrasounds on Times Square Jumbotron. In response to New York's new abortion law, which effectively allows unlimited abortion until birth, Focus on the Family launched the largest pro-life effort in the organization's history. The 12-week campaign, dubbed See Life Clearly, will culminate in a May 4th event in Times Square, alive from New York, where the live 4D ultrasounds will be broadcast on a jumbotron. We're looking to fill Times Square with pro-life Americans, and it will feature live music, compelling and inspirational speakers, and best of all, live 4D ultrasounds broadcast on a massive digital marquee in Times Square, powerfully showing the world that a baby inside the womb is fully human and should be given the chance to be born. Focus announced. Jim Daly, president of Focus on the Family, believes the images will have a powerful impact. He said this. We'll have great speakers, we're going to have music, but we're also going to be doing live ultrasounds of a third trimester baby. And with the 4D technology that we have, it looks like a picture of a one-year-old. There's no way a person is going to be able to say, that's not a child. It is a child, and we want everyone to see it, he told CBN News today. A series of events in recent weeks have brought more attention to late-term abortions and the killing of babies who survived botch abortions. On January 22nd, New York passed a law protecting abortion rights through an entire pregnancy. The law stated that an abortion can be performed for any reason before 24 weeks or, quote, at any time when necessary to protect the patient's life or health, end quote. Since the Supreme Court ruled Doe versus Bolton that the health reasons are defined by the doctor, the law effectively allows unlimited abortion until birth. And part of the um, argument is, well, even the mental health 
so the mental anguish of going through labor and delivery or having a child is enough reason to have an abortion, according to some. And basically, you know, this whole Sea Life Clearly campaign that's going to be in New York, I'm sure we're going to hear more about it as we get closer to the first week of May, but I think it's, it's pretty neat. And I'm sure that's a very expensive project to um, put themselves into. And, you know, for every positive of all the, the people that are really respecting the life that God has created in the womb, I'm sure there are going to be a lot of detractors, a lot of people that are going to oppose this. And so it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out. I wanted to mention a group of men and women here on Guam that I'd just like to thank. Um, We were going to actually interview someone in leadership at the Gideon's Guam camp, but through investigation, we found out, they found out, that they can't actually do radio or television interviews about being a Gideon. And it's not that it's a secret society or anything like that. They just have in their bylaws that they do not do, me, they don't want to draw media attention to what they do as a ministry. So they don't get out and advertise or promote. They don't spend any money on that. And so they have some pretty strict laws. And I, I think they're there for a good reason. So um, so what, what I'd like to do instead, because they couldn't come on and talk about themselves, I'd just like to mention a few things about the Gideon's camp here on Guam. I've been aware of the Gideons on Guam ever since I first got to Guam, 2002, 2003. We had one or two Gideons in our church congregation at that time, maybe three in our congregation, uh, three men and two women, so five, three families. And the Gideon camp on Guam, their main, their main purpose really is they distribute the copies of the Bible that you see in the hotel rooms and at the hospitals. So when you go to stay at one of the hotels on Guam, and you open the the side table drawer, all the hotels except for one or two have a Gideon Bible sitting there. And that has been placed in there personally by one of the members of the Gideon organization here on Guam. Um, The hospitals are the same way. And I remember in 2002 when my son was clinging to life, opening the side drawer of the table in the pediatric ward at Guam Memorial Hospital and seeing a Gideon Bible there and being able to open it and read it. And so the Gideons, one of their main missions is getting copies of God's Word anywhere they can. So that's one of the things they do. A lot of our soldiers, sailors, Marines, Coast Guardsmen, and Airmen also have been given Gideon New Testaments when they join the U.S. Armed Services. Uh, That's by Gideons. Gideons get those to chaplains and things like that. School students, public school students, get copies of Gideon Bibles, New Testaments. Prisoners get copies all the time. And uh, the Gideons, I believe, have given almost 2 billion copies of God's Word out since since their inception. It's very interesting. If you look at some of their history, they really exploded in in um, opportunity during World War II, when I believe the commander and the the commanders of the different military branches allowed the Gideons to start distributing the Bibles to soldiers and airmen and sailors, and so uh, they've been around a long time. But I just wanted to specifically mention 
the Gideons here on Guam because something that I learned, I got to go to a breakfast. They do a pastor's breakfast once a year where they invite in different um, pastors to come in and just hear a short presentation. They had a guest speaker from Indonesia who uh, was a missionary with the Gideons. And you learn a couple things. First, they um, have only men that are businessmen. If you are in full-time ministry, like a pastor or missionary, you're not allowed to be a Gideon because they want it to be really a lay ministry. They're trying to support what the local church is doing in the community, but they want to be a a lay-led ministry. Number two, uh, there is a role for ladies in the Gideons. They have the Gideon Auxiliary. And the Gideon Auxiliary, as they explained at this meeting, they their goal, they distribute copies of God's Word into medical clinics, and I believe even dental clinics now is what they're trying to get into. But one of the neat things that I thought uh, I, I had not, I was not aware of, at least I, I hadn't retained this in my memory, was that they get together every Saturday morning in a hotel lobby here uh, in Guam, down in Tumon, and they pray for all of the different Bible-believing pastors on Guam. And they pray for us by name. Matter of fact, one of my fellow pastors came into the room with me that day, and one of the Gideons walked up and and introduced himself and called my pastor friend by name. My pastor friend is thinking, how does he know me? Well, he knows him because they pray for our pastors by name every Saturday in a public place. They have a men's prayer time and a ladies' prayer time on opposite sides of the lobby in the hotel they meet at. And they pray for the distribution of God's Word, and they pray for the pastors that are preaching God's Word. So it's a parachurch organization, and and, um, they are uh, a very uh, active group. But I would like to say they are, many of the Gideons have been doing this a while, and some of them are aging out. Some of them are getting up there in years, and they're not as mobile. They're not as uh, active as they'd like to be, and they're always looking for more people to help them with the distribution of God's Word. So the neat thing, when we went to this meeting, they weren't asking for anything. They didn't ask for any money. They weren't trying to, to get anything from us. They were really just treating us to a nice breakfast and telling us about how they've been praying for us. And so I just wanted to relay that, um, not necessarily a commercial for the Gideons necessarily, but just trying to to uh, illuminate what they're doing here on Guam. They do have a program, if you go to the Gideon's website, where they give out these, the book, uh, I think it's the book of Mark is the copy they're giving out now. It's either Mark or John, one of the Gospels. To any high school student, they'll give a free copy. They'll mail them a whole stack of these, as long as they promise to share copies with fellow students. And so it's kind of a neat way to get scripture into the schools, even though sometimes schools are a hard place to get into with the gospel, if it's coming through students, if it's a student-led opportunity, um, a lot of times they're able to distribute amongst students. So just kind of a neat thing, one to thank uh, A.J. uh, Fakera, who is the president of the Guam Gideon Camp, and uh, his wife is with the Auxiliary, and many of the other Gideons that I know, uh, Brother Gregorio Calvo, um, uh, Steve Miller, uh, Paul Hechenova and his wife Sue, um, June and Norma Macapinlac, um, oh boy, Anthony Frugier, 
who's uh, spoken and distributed uh, copies of the Gideon New Testament to our students at Harvest Christian Academy, and many more who just showed us great hospitality and uh, really uh, was very moving the fact that they pray for us by name. So I was very encouraged by that. So just wanted to, just wanted to thank them and uh, basically make our listening audience aware of their existence out there. And you can always look up uh, AJ Fakera and the Guam Gideon Camp online and contact them through their website, or you can contact me and I can get you in contact with them. But we're going to take a short break. We come back a little more about running and the 5K after this short break. We're back with a little more live till five. It's Friday, February 15th, 2019, 439 PM episode 303. If you ever miss part of the show, by the way, go to khmg.org and download the podcast. It's usually available within a few hours of the end of the show. So by about seven, 8 PM on Friday evenings, that Friday's episode is available. You can also listen to the rebroadcast Saturdays, noon to two Sunday nights from seven to 9 PM. Catch us on the rebound. When we rebroadcast all two hours of the show, because we know that not everyone can listen to two straight hours radio. You might be catching a little bit in and out of the car, or as you get up from your desk, you catch a little bit of the story, or you want to share it with someone else, tell them to tune in Saturdays, noon to 2, Sunday night, 7 to 9 p.m. Go to khmg.org. You can listen to the stream of everything we're broadcasting here on the radio. Just listen at your desk. You don't have to have a radio to listen to the radio anymore. Now, speaking of radio, this radio station has a fixture, a permanent fixture an all-around good guy slash radio station manager who is, he's like a ship captain at the helm of the USS KHMG. That's a lot of letters. Of, yeah. the, of, the, of the USS Harvest Family Radio. That's more letters. It is, but it's, yeah. at least they're words. And yeah, um, yeah he, he is, and he is, he is on a, he has a direct bearing for good broadcast quality bible-based programming beautiful christian music and he's like okay men we're sailing into the squall of the world's radio the illustration is breaking down but anyway chris he's like the captain of the ship around here and chris is also our news anchor for khmg so chris what's happening in the news well people might have heard that william barr was sworn in thursday for his second stint as the nation's attorney general taking the helm of the Justice Department as special counsel Robert Mueller investigates Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election. Earlier Thursday, the Senate voted 54-45 to confirm the veteran government official, mostly along party lines. Barr, who also served as attorney general from 1991 to 1993, you may not remember that, Uh, During the President George H.W. Bush administration succeeds Jeff Sessions, who you might also remember for recusing himself from that Russia investigation. 
Well, I thought this was interesting because I'm a, I'm a Linux guy from way back, and I just noticed this headline, and I thought, you know, it's not going to get used anywhere else. Why don't I use it today on Live Till 5? Absolutely. And, this is the perfect format, the right. perfect venue for those types of stories. Right. Uh, billionaire Warren Buffett's company has taken a new stake in Canadian firm Suncor Energy and trimmed its huge Apple stake, meaning it's cut back on the uh, stake it has in that. Berkshire Hathaway Incorporated filed a quarterly update on holdings with the Securities and Exchange Commission on Thursday. The Omaha, Nebraska-based company said it owned 10.76 bil- a million, I should say, Suncor shares at the end of last year. But these quarterly filings don't make clear who made all the investments. Berkshire said it sold nearly 3 million Apple shares. So getting out of Apple a little bit is interesting. But it still holds 249.6 million shares of the iPhone maker. So they're plenty well invested. But there is talk of uh, the market share of iPhone and Apple products shrinking. And that's not insider trading. You can read a thousand news articles on it. Investors follow what Berkshire buys and sells closely because of Buffett's successful track record, meaning he sort of sets, speaking of uh, setting a bearing in a certain way, people watch that and buy and sell based on what Berkshire Hathaway does. Uh, Berkshire officials don't generally comment on these quarterly filings. They also said this. This is why I made note of it. They sold 41.4 million shares of Oracle. And it also disclosed that it owns 4.2 million shares of Red Hat. Now, if you're a non-Linux geek, I'm a Linux geek from way back. So if you're a non-Linux geek, you're just a geek about everything else. But if you're a Linux geek, you're a specialized geek. Right. That's like a geek about being a geek. Sure. I remember the days when Red Hat was just a little distribution for your desktop and, you know, just like any of the others that were out there. And then all of a sudden they got into the server business. And before you know it, they made partnerships with all kinds of hardware manufacturers. And then they became a huge company and a major player in the uh, worldwide server community. So I remember Dr. Olala talking about Linux. Right. Not that he is a a computer programmer at all. No. Like, I don't even think he emails, right? So. But he would talk fondly about the founder of Linux and how he was a great Finnish, like from Finland, Finnish hero because he invented Linux. What what was his name again? Linus Torvalds. There you go. And Linus Torvalds, you may not know, but the software he created is in virtually every single tech device of the day, including your iPhones, which were built on some of the original code from Unix and All the Apple operating systems and the Windows operating system, which was built almost completely, the newer ones, from the Unix uh, operating systems. And so uh, every every Android phone, every Android is essentially a distribution of Linux. Uh, Every so you're talking about this guy wrote some code back in the 1980s and 90s. It might have been the 90s. uh, And it's in like every piece of technological equipment in the world. Yep. It's we had really I sat amazing. in a Linux class in 1992 maybe. We had a we had Sun Microsystems computers oh, brought yeah. into our work yeah, center. Of and the neat thing about the Sun Microsystems computer was that it was in a pizza box, they called it. Basically one screw through the bottom held all the different 
boards together. So instead of the old IBM XT, AT, 286, 386, 486, Pentium, oh, yeah. all the cards, you know, kind of settle down in and you seat the cards vertically. The Sun Microsystems pizza box computer, everything was horizontal and it had like a, a, scuzzy, a scuzzy bus on the end and everything plugs in, but it laid nice and flat. Everything plugged in each other. One screw to take it apart so that you could work on it. And it was a Linux systems and that was 1992. Yeah. So it must have been in the 80s that yeah. he, I, I'm not, I'm not familiar with all my Linux. Well, history, you're the geek but. about it. I'm just, I just uh, exhausted my wealth of knowledge about Sun and about a Linux. What it, What's interesting to note is that you would think a guy who invented some code that's in every device in the world, uh, you know, every electronic device in the world would be a very rich fellow, and he's not. He works for the Linux Foundation, which is a nonprofit that continues the uh, uh, the Linux. Uh, sort of ethos, which is open source, and I'm a big. Open it sounds source like a very well. finished thing to do, though. Yeah, they're, they're you know not very materialistic. Really, more of a uh, more of a philosophical reason for doing what he does. Yeah, of course, and they created it and wanted uh, everybody in the community who used it to make it better. And who knows how many thousands of people have code contributed to all the the different uh, devices that you have today. It's thousands and thousands of people who have contributed via open source, hmm. and they do it not for money because they love to do it and, and for lots of reasons, I'm yeah. sure. Some of them probably for money because a lot of people, like, you know, sure. the Red Hat people make yep. a lot of money. Yep. But uh, it's, not, it's not designed specifically so you don't make money, right. but it's designed in a different way, sort of a, sort of a uh, community-driven thing. I do have one more item yeah, here. Yeah, go right ahead. Jared. Republican lawmakers are or have introduced a bill that would bar abortion after 13 weeks of pregnancy. This is in North Carolina, I should uh, mention. It's the latest in a growing list of states that are trying to limit the practice, even as several other states, of course, are trying to expand it. So this is the opposite side of the news that you're usually hearing. North Carolina currently bans abortion after 20 weeks. With a conservative majority on their Supreme Court, many legislators are preparing for a day when the question of abortion will fall squarely in the lap of the states. And I know that that's been a, a method for sort of expanding some legislation throughout the country without going to the federal level. And as I always say, all politics is local, and that is the case in this issue as yep. well. Yeah, but incrementally gaining back some ground. Uh, right. After all of this, you know, absolute, you know, unfathomable decisions that are being made across America. So very interesting. Chris, thanks for sharing the news with us today. Yep. And I hope you have a great weekend. You do. All right. Listeners, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, going to wrap up the show, mention the 5K one more time. And some of the stories I have, I've got the funniest Stranger Than Fiction story. I'm going to save it for next week. And I might build the whole show around it. But let me just say, it has something to do with a very chubby tiger. And that's all I'm going to say. Next week, I'll talk about it in detail. Listeners, stick around. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host of Live Till 5. It's 4.49 p.m. on Friday, February 15th, episode 303. Short break, and then wrapping up the show after that. Walk with me, Lord. God, walk with me, walk with me, Lord, God, walk with me, 
While I'm on this old tedious journey, I want Jesus to walk with me. Take my hand, Lord. And we're back with the last few minutes of Live Till 5. Glad to have you with us today. Talked about a little bit of everything. Of course, the Harvest 5K is Saturday morning. If you're listening to the Friday afternoon broadcast, not too late. Show up at Paseo around 5 o'clock tomorrow morning. Get one of the best 5K shirts you'll ever have up to this point. And uh, do the 5K. If you have small kids, do the 2K. Giving away a lot of great things after the 5K. Come by and say hi. Tell me that you heard about it on the radio. I'll be the one doing the MC work. Those of you that are running the 5K, how quick are you going to finish? Did you know that back in the... Late 1800s, the fastest 5K uh, before the International Association of Athletes Federation, the IAAF, which started in 1912. The world record before the IAAF, the fastest 5K in, in the late 1890s was over 16 and a half minutes. We have people here on Guam who can approach that. They would have been the world record holder at that time. And now, the fastest 5K in the world is around 12 and a half minutes. Just crazy how fast uh, people can run. I have a story here that I'm not going to read of a 13-year-old who ran a 5K in 1547. 15 minutes and 47 seconds, a 5K. That would have been the world record all the way until... Oh, boy, let's see here. All the way until uh, the early 1910 to 1915s. Then a nine-year-old claimed the world record for a road 5K for his age. He finished a nine-year-old, Zach Bloom, at nine years old last year, finished a 5K. No, this was three years ago. Sorry. In 18 minutes and 30 seconds, 558 per mile. So under a six-minute mile for 3.1 miles, nine years old, 1830 world record for his age pretty amazing so you know mozart wrote a full symphony by the age of eight this kid ran a 5k in 18 and a half minutes by the age of nine Whew, boy i feel like an underachiever all of a sudden well hey you know what i'm glad you could be with us on this friday afternoon live till five is a fun opportunity to hang out hopefully it's been enjoyable for you entertaining and informative and edifying and uh, hopefully also was just a blessing to you. We do this on purpose. We like to be a blessing to those that are listening. Now, do you want to invite you to Harvest Baptist Church? If you don't have a church home that you're attending faithfully, please come visit us at Harvest Baptist Church Friday after, Friday afternoons. Friday afternoons, 3 to 5, I invite people to come to church on Sunday mornings. 10.30 a.m. is our morning worship service. Pastor Gary Walton will be preaching on God's grace this Sunday. It'll be great. And uh, if you come to church, and you came because you heard about us on the radio, come up and tell one of the pastors, because that's a big encouragement to us. Let's us know that that we're connecting with people out there and uh, inviting them to church. And then, of course, we have Sunday school classes, adult Bible fellowships, all kinds of opportunities for additional growth at 9.30 a.m. on Sunday mornings, all ages, from infant all the way to adults, 9.30 to 10.15, and then 10.30 a.m. morning worship service, Sunday evening this week is our watch care gathering. So we break the entire church up into smaller groups and we meet all across the island in homes and, you know, sometimes uh, at Aston Park and sometimes here on the campus, but all over the island, 
meet together for fellowship and Bible study and prayer, and it's just a great time. It's a great way to get to know people. So if you're looking for some relationships, some friendships in church, please come visit us here at Harvest Baptist Church. We'd love to have you. And again, we appreciate you listening to our radio station. Go to khmg.org and download the podcast of this show, but not just this show. There are many programs we produce here at Harvest Family Radio, and they're all available there at khmg.org. We also have a library of sermons that have been preached here at Harvest over the years, hundreds and hundreds of sermons by topic, by Bible passage, by preacher, and you can download those and listen to them and build up your own resources. We have those there to help encourage you as a believer. We want to strengthen you in your walk with Christ. That's one of our burdens here at KHMG Harvest Family Radio. So I want to make sure you take advantage of that, khmg.org. You can also listen to the radio live just through that website. So if you sit at your computer all day, pull that up, and you can listen uh, there at your desk if your work allows that. And then, of course, let us know you're listening Go to Harvest Family Radio Guam on Facebook, send us a private message, and let us know that you tune in to Harvest Family Radio and that we are part of your day. We love to hear from people that are listening to Harvest Family Radio, and uh, we love to hear from you. You can always stop by the radio station as well, Monday through Friday during business hours, and meet Chris and Sebastian and Deb. If you come by on a Friday afternoon... I'll be up here as well, and we'd love to see you here, third floor, directly above the hub here at the Harvest Ministries campus. And that about wraps it up for another episode of Live Till 5. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. It's episode 303 on this Friday, February 15th, 2019. Talked about running a little bit, talked about some fun stuff, just had a great show. And thank you to Chris and Sebastian for both being here on the air with me today. Thank you also, listeners. Some of you have been submitting content that have helped us out a lot with the show and keep it coming. And uh, you're listening to Live Till 5 on KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio, Barragata, Guam. Have a great weekend. <laughs>